Welcome to the What's the Word podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Johnson. Now, have you ever wondered, what does the Bible, Jesus, Christianity have to do with the current world today? Well, this podcast is going to take current events, pop culture, history, and from a biblical perspective, look at its importance today. As we go into the word, we're going to be asking each other, hey, what's the word? Welcome back to another week of What's the Word, the podcast. And again, we are taking a sidestep, but it is for a very good reason. And I'm excited. Eventually, you're going to hear from one of my really good friends, Ariel, and uh, we were going to do the first Hallmark movie together and talk about it. And we both had some interesting events happen this week. This is why I am doing this one, and she will be on, but she's going to talk about her own experience and what has happened to her this week. And we both were talking and I went, this has to be a podcast. This has to be something that we talk about because it's so vital. And it is about the battle, the battle between light and darkness. Right now, all around us, there is an unseen world that is continually at war. Us against the enemy, angelic intervention, God making way where the enemy would want to come in to still kill and destroy. There is a constant battle all around us that we can't see. And even though our lives can sometimes feel very mundane, getting up, going to work, feeding ourselves, feeding the people that we love around us, going to bed, there's actually a true war happening all around us. And there's people even on the earth that are partnering with the enemy and with the darkness to see things happen in the earth that is the enemy's agenda. If there are a group who want the Lord's agenda to go forth in the earth, who are very vigilant and praying and and seeking for that to happen, there is a counterpart to that that's happening in the earth. And though the Bible is very clear that we do not wage war against the flesh, There are people in their flesh that they don't even fully know, fully aware what they're trying to do. Because I can tell you, when you get exposed to the light, you see how great the light really is. And so so though they might be being deceived at this current moment, man, there's a war going on for the battle of men, the battle between the saints and and the demons. There are a whole lot of things going on. So we're going to kind of jump into this today because I thought uh, with what has happened to me this week and even for my friend that this is an important topic that I think um, can be sometimes shared away with. You might be in a circle where it isn't at all and that's awesome. But it is something that I thought out of my own testimony this week, I just want to share from my heart, my thoughts and kind of go into that. So So we're going to dive right in. So on Monday was Halloween, and I was thinking very much about all the little kiddos that were going to be coming to my house and handing out candy. And so even on Sunday, I will tell you, my goodness, candy is expensive. I mean, it is ripping the consumer off. I, my mom got three bags. It came to $65. Okay. Okay. That's a lot of money to spend on candy. And it wasn't even like it was like a 500 pack, you know, um, of candy. So we were also late to the game. So all the candy, I mean, we still got the good candy. We weren't going to jip the kids with the candy that we knew that they didn't want. But but still, you know, and and so 
we were just geared up. We were like, okay, we'll do this, you know, because it is fun for us to see the kids come by. And um, so on on Monday, I had been using my phone and um, I set it down for a minute to go talk to my boss. And when I came back, my phone was completely just gone. It was dead. Like it was so strange because I was thinking, I just used you. Like, why aren't you working anymore? And um, so I was like, okay, Lord, you know, I just, I'm just going to trust you. But I was frustrated because I, I thought, okay, well, my night has now turned into handing out candy to now having to go to AT&T or the Apple store to get my phone fixed. And um, so I was like, okay, let me tell my mom. And so I called her, I let her know, and I was actually running late on my way home anyways. And so I was like, hey, just give me a heads up. My night might be a little bit different. And um, so where we were planning to hand out candy, I was like, I, my plans are going to change. So as soon as I got in my car, I just felt, I went, there is something demonic happening. I just could feel it in the atmosphere. And I knew that I went, man, I know there's a lot of witchcraft going on. Um, there's people who are real, real in this life, you know what I mean? Like who are deep into that casting curses. And I just could feel something very like in the atmosphere in a way that I thought my spirit is very aware that there's something present that should not be here. And um, so I started praying in the spirit. Now I'll go into that a little bit later. Um, but I was praying because I thought, Lord, something has to break. I can feel that something needs to break, but I just don't know how to pray right now. And so I just started praying in, in my heavenly language, as many people call it, um, praying in the spirit and praying on the way home. And I just, I could tell, I went, man, Lord, something, I'm going to pray until I feel something shift in the atmosphere. So I felt it shift slightly. I was like, okay, something is, is breaking, but, um, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So when I got to my home, I could see two cars in front of my house and it looked like I thought they had gotten in a car accident. And, um, as soon as I parked, I like parked right in front of my house and my, I could see my mom and my mom's waving at me to come quickly. And so I thought, oh my goodness. And so, but as soon as she told, as soon as I saw her hand, I thought, I bet this has to do with one of my dogs. And so, um, so I get up there and I mean, I see this lady like just weeping and my mom is so visibly upset. And she said, our dog preacher, who is a St. Berdoodle, um, he was ran over and I, I just thought, what in the world is going on? I thought first my phone, my, now my dog who I love so much. I, I very much love my pets. And, um, so and he's young, he's so young, but he's huge. He's like a hundred pound. He's brown and white and just love him so much. He, he was such a gift to us. And so um, I, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, you know, so, and even scared, but then I saw him and he, he had a gimpy leg, um, like he was being very tender on one of it, but I thought, oh my gosh, he's alive. And so I just was amazed. And of course, the lady who ran over him was a mess. Now, I, I found out, I thought maybe she um, had just maybe bumped him with her car, but she literally, from the front to the end, went right over him. And so um, so I thought, well, I guess my night now is finding an emergency vet, you know, with my mom to go take him because um, he was bleeding. And, you know, I, it, it was like 
it, it was just one of those things like he wasn't mangled by any means, but because there was blood and everything else, you just didn't know what was going on. And, you know, all the things that you're going, Lord, I hope, you know, nothing even internal. And so, um, so we, we definitely, you know, told the lady, Hey, we'll be in contact. Um, not in a, we're very much like, we love our dog, but we need to care for our lady. Like we want to make sure that she was okay. And, um, so we got in the car and, um, went to an emergency vet. And so they were looking at him and they said, well, tell us like, was he like completely ran over? And we were like, yeah, like, you know, and they said, seriously, like by a car, was it going fast? And we're like, well, we live on the main drag. So it was pretty fast from what, you know, it's sounding like, well, my mom saw it. Um, of course I didn't. So my mom was describing it and, um, was basically saying, yes, it wasn't slow, you know? And they said, this dog, the only thing that that dog had wrong with it was that it had split one of his nails. So why he was being gimpy was because it was down to the nerve. He had some road burns on him um, and on his, particularly on his paws and on that arm that was hurt. Um, but other than that, that was it. And they were like, what? They, they, everybody was amazed. They were astonished. And, um, and, I, and I thought, God, you, you brought a miracle. I mean, you brought a miracle today. And I thought about the battle, you know, the battle that first began even with my phone. Um, but you know what's interesting? If my phone would have worked, I would not have prayed in the spirit on the way home. And I, I've thought about that many times about how all of a sudden it made me go into a place of kind of warfare um, and praying and warfare prayer with the Lord and depending on him. And I thought, Lord, was I really praying in the spirit actually about my dog? Not knowing because with some, when you're praying in the spirit, you don't always have understanding about what you're praying about. There's times I prayed in the spirit and I know it's hitting things because the spirit, praying in the spirit, which I, like I said, I'll go into a little bit more. It is helping you to pray for the things that you don't have words to pray about. Like I, I don't know all the specifics, but my spirit knows more than I do about the things that are, um, involved and I and that's why I do love praying in the spirit because there's things I can only understand in my own understanding. I mean that was a very prolific thought. Um but you know like there's only some things I can understand but there's only some things that the spirit knows because the spirit sees beyond what I can see. It can see into the unrealm, unseen realm where there's demonic principalities and powers, it can see ahead. The Holy Spirit within us knows our beginning and our end. There's this Holy Spirit of God is our helper. And there's a reason why he's our helper. And a part of him being a helper, not only does he help us see Jesus, he helps us in the things that we can't see that are ahead of us and um, beyond our realm of our current state. There could be tons of things happening in the atmosphere, which we do not know. And the Holy Spirit helps us to be able to pray and to um, partner with him so that the things can be addressed rightfully in a right way. And <clears throat> I think that's the simplest way that I can think of the Holy Spirit helping us by praying in the Spirit, because I think people have made it this ooky thing where actually it's a gift to us. And it's addressed a lot in the church, um, but because of some people's lack of understanding in it, which I understood, I didn't have understanding for it for many years. Um, and really, as a teenager, it wasn't one of those things I, I had it. I, 
I didn't receive it in a church service. I actually received it in my home. And I'll, I'll go into that a little bit later too. But um, but yeah, it, it just became something that became a part of my life. And I thought, Lord, you brought miracles. There was angelic intervention that saved this dog. There was all the things that were definitely meant to be against me, God used for my blessing. And it has been a blessing even ever since. You know, I look at my dog and I think about what a miracle he is and the work that God did in, in saving him because there's no doubt. I mean, even to the people who saw him, um, it should have been way worse. He should have had broken bones or there's so many other things that should have happened and he's fine and he's running around and um, it's a, it really is a miracle of God. But also, you know what's interesting? Not having my phone has been the biggest blessing. Now, I will tell you, this is the second part of this. I um, I have a worship set that I worship and prayer set every week. And I was going and the prayer pastor of the church happened to have a set right before mine. So I was telling him what had happened on Halloween. And he said to me, he said, usually with tech, in my experience, it's usually a connection to witchcraft, which of course it makes sense, you know, Halloween and the stuff that's going on that we cannot see. and. Uh, so he said, you know, I'm going to just pray over it. And I didn't have my phone with me. It was actually at home. But he said, and this was at night, uh, an evening set. So he prayed and he said, Lord, let it be broken. I just break this off. Um, and when, you know, the next day I go to turn on my phone and it worked. It totally worked. And so even though the enemy used something against me, it actually turned out for my good because I was able to pray in the spirit. And even since then, I didn't realize how attached I was to my phone how much I use my phone really to distract me from my relationship with God. So I have made a choice that I do not want to have my phone with me a lot of the time. So I'm putting it in, other, in another room. I do not have it now in, at night with me. Um, and even in the last so many days, of course, this has been only this week, I have gotten deliverance, you guys. I have gotten freedom in my life because now and when instead of talking to my phone or going to reach for my phone, um, that's what I meant more is reaching for my phone than talking to my phone. Um, I now have to talk to God. And so I've been in that place of prayer and intercession and it has helped me so much and it has really brought forth freedom and it has brought forth just a renewed relationship with the Lord that I've needed for so long, just to be honest with you. And so a part of this is my, not only my testimony, but it's been a part of my deliverance and an awareness that we battle things that we do not see, that even right now in your life, you are fighting a battle that you don't even know is there, that there are things at work for you and against you, that there are angels, there is the Holy Spirit, there is Jesus himself, God the Father, there is more on your side than against you. And I think that that is why sometimes I can feel so mundane is because there is a battle where God is fighting for you angels are fighting for you and your family. And we just go about everyday life, not knowing what is being intercepted by God. And it's kind of like a special ops. I think about, you know, um, I always, I always think it's fascinating. Like there's spies living among us. Um, there's people among us who are living this whole different life among everybody else who's living their normal life. And I always find those movies like spy movies fascinating because I'm like, everybody else is just innocent bystanders who are like, I'm going to a football game. And then you have like James Bond coming in and he's like on this secret mission, you know, trying to blend in. Um, but that really is a reality of the unseen world, that there are things happening 
There are things happening all around us every single day where God is at work and he's at work on your behalf. And I think it is good and it is needed for sobriety. I think that oftentimes we can make things that are really big, especially as Christians, less because we don't want to be seen as weird or out there or whatever the reason is. But there are people who operate in witchcraft. There are people who are saying curses, whether they know the extent or not of which the enemy is using them. They are out there to be agents of darkness. Just as we pray and believe for God to break in, they're praying to to darkness, believing for the darkness to prevail and to intercept in lives to still kill and destroy. I think the greatest example of that is Halloween, is that we tend to, like myself, tend to focus on the kids who are the innocent bystanders. I really think in some ways it's the way that we deal and redeem with the whole thing of Halloween, because in all reality, it is a holiday used by people who walk in darkness, who uh, worship Satan, who, you know, try to collaborate with demons, that they're at work. And I think that we try to almost dismiss or, or bypass that that is a real reality happening because we're distracted by cute kids and costumes coming to our door. But because of that, you know, I thought, Lord, this felt so strategic. You know, I thought, I don't know. I don't know how today happened. I don't know if something was said or done, but I do know that the Lord of Heaven's armies knew and he broke in to help me when I needed it. And I know that there was real spiritual warfare that happened and it made me aware that God, I am so disconnected at times with the battle that is constantly around me, but it is a real, real, real battle. I think as well that the church has kind of moved away from this at times too, but there's a battle for our eyes. There's a battle for our ears. What we believe is the truest thing about ourselves. And so even when we are feeding ourselves with the things of this world, the things that are on television that are not glorifying to God, we can just dismiss it like, oh, it's not a big deal. But it actually lets in darkness. It actually creates the war that comes now into the inside of us, where there is strongholds and everything else that happens, where God is fighting those battles as well. God fights the battles within us and the battles all around us. God is always at work to setting us free, whether it's from the things from the outside in or from the inside out. God is at work on your behalf. Now that I have talked long enough on this, I believe the best way to look at this is obviously through the lens of scripture. We're going to start real quickly in 2 Corinthians 10. We're going to start in verse 3 because it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. This is very true that our weapons that we fight with, if we're going, man, you know, now that I know there's a war, there's a battle happening around me. Tiffany, how do I win these battles? How do I get set free? Well, we know that there's not really worldly carnal ways to do this. There's not a way that you can just pick up a literal sword and just start waving it in the air, hoping that you slash something that you can't see. But we do have weapons that 
to us might seem small, but they're mighty in power. And that is prayer. And that is the word of God. And I love the example that Jesus gives us in the scriptures when he is in the wilderness and he is in the desert. So while he's in the desert, of course, he's being tempted by Satan and he comes to him multiple times with multiple things that he will offer to him. And Jesus says over and over, it is written. It is written. And he says the word of God, you know, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It's one of the more, more famous ones known. But God uses that as the weapon against the enemy. Jesus shows us, even in his own life, in his own ministry, how to wage war against the enemy. It was in that place where he was in constant prayer and communion with the Father, and he was also using the words that he knew that God had said against his enemy, because his word speaks a better word. There's authority. When when, when God says something, God will do it. It is a sure, it's like a prophecy that you know will have to come to pass. That is why... The word of God is the sword by which we use to demolish the high places, to tear things down in the realms at which we cannot see. In fact, God has given us an armor to wear. And I think that we tend to teach it to children as a fun way of like, you are in the Lord's army, but it is made for us. It's made for small to all to where to declare, to know that this is a serious thing of which we are part. And Paul is speaking in Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, Stand firm then with the belt of truth around, buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, but with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, just like we were talking about. Then in verse 18, And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and request. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I love this. And, and I, I, maybe I need to do a podcast just bringing down the armor of God um, sometime because I, that was one of my favorite things I taught when I was uh, teaching Bible study. But there is a armor that God has given to us. There's so much to unpack and to unfold with just every single part of the armor that God has given to us, to which we can withstand the things that are coming on. And, and he says, put it on. This is a daily thing that we put on daily the armor of God so that we can withstand and withhold. And um, something the Lord has laid on my heart again is even memorizing scripture, you know, meditating on the word, getting it inside of my body. And so that it's it's not just the sword that I have in my hand. It's a sword that comes out of my mouth, that it is bit in me. It is the power of God that has been um I have been mulling it over, you know, letting my spirit just sit in this because once you do that, I realize even for me, when I am meditating and, 
and uh, memorizing the word of God, it gets into my spirit. It becomes truth and reality. It's that thing that when I say it, there is power in it because man, it has now gotten in almost into my cells. You know what I mean? It has gotten into my belly. There's nothing that can tell me any otherwise. It becomes that truth of the truth of the truth in my heart. And I know it to be true because it's been working itself even in myself. It's been cutting down the strongholds inside of me. And I think that that's also how we win the battle within. If you're going, you know, man, I am facing strongholds in my life, things that I can't even set free. I think, yes, we read the word, but man, get those verses that you memorize that are constantly going over and over because it's like a sword on the inside that is cutting down the strongholds and the lies and the things that, you know, you can't see, but I'm telling you something shifts and something changes and repentance really does mean to change your mind. It's not about crying and just going, you know, everything else. So when you get the word of God in you, it's actually molding your mind. It's making your mind like his. It's it's getting his thoughts into you, his ways into you. And it does something that you can't see because most of our life that we live is actually in this unseen world. You know, it's the things that we're letting in, the things that we let in through our eye gates, through our ear gates, the things that we meditate on and chew on, the things that are happening all around us that we can't see, but are real realities. And so even for me, I will tell you about praying in the spirit. Um, This is something that I always encourage people about because the spirit of God helps us in ways that we can't see. We, We depend on the spirit. We know we need the spirit. And praying in the spirit is such a gift to the church that I think that Um, because it is different. It's not something that, you know, when you hear someone doing it, it's just like, that sounds weird. Um, That it can often be categorized in the realm of goofy. And I think that because it's categorized, categorized by the realm of goofy, we think it's not the Lord. And I think that happens a lot. You know, God definitely works in ways that we don't. And the full body of Christ, even those that we might think are maybe out there, there is a sincereness of people who really love Jesus with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And they might pray in a heavenly language and you're not used to that. Um, But I can tell you that, man, God is working. God works on your prayers absolutely if you don't pray in the Spirit. I do. I believe that God prays through your spirit in ways that he'll highlight something. He'll still bring something to mind or go, you know, pray over this person. The spirit prompts us all the time, you know, in prayer of going, you know, someone will come to my mind. I'll go, oh, I need to pray for them right now. So the Holy Spirit is always helping us to know how to pray. Um, but there's times that, you know, it, the even Jesus said, you know, when you don't even know what to say, The Holy Spirit's going to help you. Well, the same thing happens in prayer. You know, when you don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit's going to help you. And in the scriptures, Paul talks about this quite often. In Romans 8, 26 through 27, it says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. So what does praying in the Spirit help us do? It helps us to intercede for God's people in accordance to the will of God. I love Jude one twenty because it's just so blunt. It says, but ye, beloved, this is definitely King James, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. 
Uh, First Corinthians 14, 14 through 15, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I pray with the spirit and I pray also with my understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with my understanding also. This is something that I often do when I'm praying in the spirit. I will pray with my spirit language, but in my mind, I'll also be praying. It feels like almost like double prayer. I know that might sound weird, but there's a way that I am praying with what I know and the praying for the things that I don't. So when I was praying even over my phone, I was praying in my spirit and I was praying, God, break whatever is going on as well. Um, I was praying over my phone and everything that I could see in my own in my known world at that moment. And I think that was the greatest example to me because I was actually praying over my phone, thinking I was praying over my phone um, and praying over, you know, I feel this attack. But really, I probably, and not even knowing, was praying over my dog, praying over my home, praying that God would intercede and intercept in a situation that I had no clue was happening at the same time of which I was praying and praying in the spirit. So it's a it's a example, at least in my life, where I have seen God take what I know in my understanding, still address it. God still redeemed my phone, but he was also addressing something that I could not see that was happening all around me. And lastly, I just really uh, would challenge all of us that if you do not pray in the spirit, this is not something that I am wanting to force on anyone. Um, If you have doubts about it, and this is a conversation I have with some people Um, And this is just my heart response. So I have people who believe it was just for the New Testament church with the flames of fire on their head. um, And that in that when Peter was present, he could understand and there's supposed to be an understanding of the language. He understood what people were saying. He was speaking and everybody could understand it. So where does understanding come in? There are ways that God gives us ears to understand and hear. So it isn't just being goofy out there. But I would also challenge you, if you believe in miracles, if you believe that God can do what he says he can do, that everything he did for the New Testament church is still available today, signs, wonders, miracles, why not also praying in the Spirit? So, and if Paul talks about it continual times, and he's not just talking with our spirit spirit, he's really talking about what has happened with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as it's called, being able to pray in that heavenly language. Why not? Why not believe it now? So I believe that God is still using it, still at work. I saw the fruit of it in my own life and not because of my own testimony. I believe that God does things which we cannot see. And that's a helper. It's another way that he helps us. So that's why I want to talk about it as well today in the midst of the unseen battle, because God has given us tools. And one of those tools is praying in the spirit along with his word and also um, just prayer, the things that we do know that we can pray about. And so, um, the last, and last, 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 but not least, uh, I was really praying because I was like, God, if someone has spoken something over me, you know, I was praying, you know, because like we mentioned, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Well, it's obvious that even on Halloween, there was a lot of flesh and blood evolved, uh, casting curses on believers, on churches, on leaders, um, on Christians overall, and amongst many other things, um, and I just really want to encourage you with this. It was funny. I was ta- I was praying and I was thinking, Lord, I'm going to, you know, 
pray it back on them. You know, like, I just, you know, like you get mad. You're like, if you're going to do this to me, Lord, recompense, like, give me, I mean, of course I want recompense for anything that's been lost, but, um, I was like, Lord, come in and, you know, uh, whatever, you know, attack them, attack Lord. And the verse immediately came to my mind, bless those who curse you. And I was like, and I literally laughed out loud and I went, Lord, you want me to bless them and not bless them in the way that they continue their work, but bless them in the way that I was like, Lord, you want these people to know who you are. Lord God, I pray that whoever, even if my name came out of someone's mouth, I pray that they would come to know you in a real way, that you would break in, that light would be greater than the darkness in their life, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they might know you, that they would see you, that they would turn and be saved. And um, and so it's amazing because the Lord even took my pain and my anguish and turned it into a reason to intercede for someone who the darkness has a hold of their life, that there's those who are operating in this realm that Jesus loves that he died for, and he really wants to see them come to know him. And um, and so even in that, I realized I went, Lord, you're doing something beyond what I can see. And you love and care about people, even in this realm. Obviously, I don't want this to keep happening in my life. And, you know, I pray that the Lord breaks those things. But I also thought, man, the person who, if there's persons involved in this realm, that God has a plan to bring freedom and deliverance into their life, that they would stop doing the things that they're doing, that it would not have a hold on their life anymore. Just as when I was in darkness, Christ died for me. While these people were um, really enemies, as it even says, not just darkness, while we were yet enemies, Christ died for us. While these people are enemies right now, um, enemies of his cross, enemies of, of his plans, but Christ died for them and has a plan for them. So, um, to end with all of this is that we know that there's spiritual warfare. We know that God has given us tools. We know that God has wa- is wanting to equip us so that we can fight in this unseen realm, that there are things happening every day like we were talking about that we can't see, but God is at work. And the way that we partner with him in the battle every day is by taking up the armor of God, by praying and asking the Lord to teach us how to pray every day. You know, Lord, Tell me how to pray today. Lord God, I pray that you would help me highlight things into my heart and my spirit that I need to pray for or over or, you know, what's on your heart, Jesus? What's what's going on? What can you see that I can't see that I need to pray for? Those are great conversations to have with the Lord. And then if you have your heavenly language, it's a great way to start your day. It does set your spirit. It helps me because I can, I don't know about you, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I am in my flesh. I am absolutely in my flesh. And um, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling grumpy. And it just really does reset me. It resets my heart. It helps me to align with his heart for the day and and gets me connected to him a lot quicker. (laughs) Let's just say that. And uh, yeah, so God has given us tools, but also those who come against us, we know we're not waging a war against people it, per se. So asking the Lord to know how to pray for them. Lord, how do I pray about this situation? How do I pray over their life in this situation? You told me that my battle is not against them per se, but the enemy is sure is using this person. And it's really hard for me not to want you to do harm to them or whatever, you know, um, just being honest, 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 honest with it. And so 
with that, God will teach us how to pray and even help us if we have someone in our life that we are waging war against, that we have a lot of anger, hatred, unforgiveness towards because of their actions. God has a way of helping us through that, that doesn't dismiss your pain, that doesn't dismiss the action that has happened against you, but helps you to be free and to free the person that also is the person attacking you. So God has a plan in all of it, and he wants to help us. So I'm going to pray for us today, and then that will be it. Um, Thank you for listening this long, and it's been uh, a lot of conversation today, and thank you for hanging in this conversation. Lord, I just ask that you would just break in with your power. Lord God, I thank you that right now in our lives, even in the things that we cannot see, that you are the King of kings and Lord of lords, that Lord, nothing is hidden from your sight. No battle in our life is hidden from you. Lord God, we thank you that you're not just in our past, you're not in our presence, but you're in our future. Lord, you know what will happen today and you know what will happen tomorrow. And I thank you for your perfect lordship in our life over our present and over our tomorrow. Lord, I just thank you that today that there are battles that we cannot see, that you fight for us and that you um, you bring our own name before Jesus, the great intercessor. You bring our names before the Father to break in, to um, plead on our behalf that you are our advocate. And so I thank you that right now, Thank you for the angels that have been released to fight for us, that your mighty power goes before us and the Holy Spirit, who is our helper. Lord, we have so many weapons that you have given us in the unseen realm to fight for us, including yourself. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you are the the battle, as it says, belongs to the Lord, that the victory is assured it is yours. Lord God, I thank you that those who lean on you, that they can always know that assured victory is going to come forth. Lord, I just ask that you would just protect us, be a shield about us. Father, if there has been any weapon formed against us, we thank you that it will not prosper, Lord God. Any tongue that rises against us, Lord, you said it will be condemned. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you are going before us and protecting us from behind every single day. You're faithful to the end in your name. Amen. Well, I pray that today was also an encouragement to you through my testimony and through the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. It is the tearing down to strongholds. It is the truth. It is the life. It's the thing that guides us. It's how he talks to us. And so even today, if you're feeling like, Lord, talk to me, the best way is to open up the Bible. I'm telling you, I am learning myself by not having my phone even in the morning. I've been reading through Genesis and I'm like, man, there's so much speaking to me, which I was like, I was not expecting but um, it's helping me to grow in, in hearing his voice and knowing his ways. And so I pray that maybe if you're someone, um, I know I'm listening to a lot of people who are really heavy in their word, but maybe you're someone who you've been like just really discouraged in your soul and you haven't really been in the word like you used to be. Man, God is calling you back to it. I can tell you that, that God is wanting to refresh your mind about who he is and what he's like and to encourage and strengthen you. The Lord loves you more than you know. He is faithful. Let me tell you, if he's been faithful to me, who has not always lived a perfect life, I don't know anybody who does, but I definitely haven't, even in my walk with him, I can tell you, I, and I've seen his faithfulness. He is, he is going to be faithful always to you, always to you. He's always going to be chasing you down. All right. God bless you and see you next time. Thank you again for listening to What's the Word, the podcast. I pray that this message encouraged you today and that the Lord used it to minister to your spirit. If this message was a blessing to you, please share with others that you feel like it would be a ministry to. And also please hit like and subscribe. And coming soon is our playlist of the month along with hopefully we're going to get to this new series about Hallmark movies. We will
will get there. But thank you again for listening and make sure to check out the playlist that will be loading very soon. And we will see you next time on What's the Word, the podcast.